Well, we don't do daylight savings time because if you lived here, you wouldn't want an extra hour of sunlight either. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. But you and Hawaii are the only states. You know that, right? A part of Indiana doesn't do it. Yeah, but like as a whole, as a whole, like. Well, not even true because geographically speaking, only about uh, a third of Arizona doesn't do it because the rest is Navajo Nation and they do. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about the ones that are actually state. See, see, there's a thing. Um, and the thing is, Navajo Nation isn't actually America. It isn't part yeah, of the United it's, States. It's, it's a, it's a semi-sovereign. Yeah, yeah, it's a semi a semi-sovereign area. And so the entire point of that is that um, that's one of those areas where the um, what you call it, um, what, uh, immigration doesn't work. Because they're yep. they're technically, you know, it would be illegal for them to call themselves Americans. And it's one of those uh, parts of Arizona, actually, where building the wall is a problem because a lot of the border is on the Tonahoe Odom Reservation in southern Arizona. And the Tonahoe Odom have routinely told uh, the White <laughs> House to build, shove it. You could build the wall around them. <laughs> yeah, that, that won't piss them off at all. <laughs> hey, you know what? You want to shove it? All right, here you go. <laughs> Oh, that would be terrible, but it would be. Yeah, I I think they've actually sued the federal government on a number of occasions because of how much it costs them in emergency services Mm -hmm, to go mm -hmm. and rescue all these migrants. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not going to say any of that because, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. By the way, you guys are listening to Behind the Scenes. Uh, we're getting ready for the show. Uh, just so I'm saying that now so Matt knows, because it is past 9 yeah. o'clock on my time. Um, let's see here. And we've got about eh, roughly about a minute and a half uh, before we actually get going here. Let me see here. Everything looks like it's running smooth. Smooth and steady. Smooth and steady. Got a couple people watching on uh, the other streams. That's nice. It's nice. Let me see here. What's going on? Cool. <sighs> do, 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 yep, do, just uh, just getting all my cross posting in here. Uh oh. Telling people cross posting not to miss not to miss today's show with guest co-host me because <laughs> it's all about me. I was about to say, is this uh, cross-posting? Is that kind of like cross-dressing, except for you're standing in one place? Yeah, except instead of pretending to be a different gender, I'm pretending to be a successful show. Oh. (laughs) Ouch. I'm glad you're the one that said that. That hurts. That hurts a little bit. Yeah, that was cold, wasn't it? That hurts. That hurts you so much. Yeah, that that was a sick burn inflicted on myself. Ouch. The pain on that one. Uh, I Self-inflicted it. snark. I feel it all the way over here. That's that's hurtful. All right. Hold on. We'll be right back with the show start. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Defenders of American Exceptionalism. We are live. 
You can find us pretty much anywhere that you can find the DOAE show. You can find us on all the social medias, whether it be uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, MeWe. We are there. Just look for hashtag DOAE show. And you will find us. You can also find the video feed right now live on the YouTubes, the Twitters, the Facebooks, forward slash DOAE show on all of those. You can also go to Mojo 50 Radio, whether you're going on the Mojo 50 app. Uh, well, not the app, sorry. The stream that they have. Um, shh, the app is later. Shh. Anyway, so the stream that they have, or the um, or you go to their Facebook page, Mojo 50 Radio, um, on the Facebooks there. You can find us, and if you do, Please comment anywhere on any of those, and I should be able to comment back to you, or we'll use you in the show, possibly talk to you between the breaks. With me tonight, I have Matthew Holloway. Matt, how you doing tonight? Yo. How's it going, buddy? It's going all right. It's going all right. Uh, Coming to you from the western wastelands of Arizona, where we have uh, recently elected or selected, we're not quite sure which yet, Uh uh, Kirsten Cinema. Rock for the roll. U.S. Senate, much yeah. to our chagrin yeah. and everlasting shame. That is everlasting shame, and you should be ashamed of all of that. <sighs> Hashtag not my senator. Not your senator. <laughs> Gosh, do you remember that not my president thing? Yeah, that was I'm, bad, wasn't I'm it? Not talking about, I'm not talking about Trump either. I'm talking about Bush. Remember Bush, yeah. not my senator? Way in the back one. That was back in a long time ago. Oh, man, that... <laughs> That was when my entire high school class thought they were political activists. It was sad. Yeah, exactly. Shh, Erica. Shh, don't. Don't do it. Bad. Shh, no. No, 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 no. Shh. That was me overstepping my bounds. Shh. Bad, Erica, to the corner with you. Bad. Not to the corner, just shh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Going to be a fun night tonight. Let's see a couple things I wanted to get to. Andrew Gillum has... uh, Conceded for the second time his uh, his governorship in the race, so that's good. So does this mean he's uh, twice as in love with himself because he's you know twice conceded? Uh, well, yeah. that, that is uh, that is similar, yes. But what we're talking about here is the actual conceding, as in stepping back, saying that you're no longer doing the race. Oh, conceded, yeah. not conceded. Ah, yeah, yeah got it. All, well, right. all socialists are at least twice conceded. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, it's just the thing. No, Erica. No, it wasn't me. It was you. It was definitely you. Just, just kind of keep it there. Keep it square. All right. Other people that have, uh, quote, conceded um, in the Georgia race. Uh, what was that lady's name? Um, oh, jeez. Abrams? I was trying so hard not to pay attention to this race. Was it Because Stacey it Abrams? seemed like, I think it was Stacey Abrams. Just yeah. because it seemed like such an unbelievable crap show. I mean. <laughs> I mean, you do have you, two very pretty, pretty terrible people in that race. Um it's like you have the horrible candidate and the horrible candidate. Enjoy. Yes. Multiple horrible candidates. Multiple horrible candidates. Oh. Reminded me a little bit of the 2012 presidential election. You know, you had a horrible candidate and a horrible candidate. And nice. There you go. Very nice. <sighs> no, Watson. Holloway is not a hater. He's just. Ah. He's honest. Unlike some people I know. And I'm on a significant dose of Benadryl because I uh, I mowed my lawn today, and Arizona is exacting its vengeance upon me. 
You see, in Arizona, they don't have fall or winter. So all they have is a, a summer springtime constantly. They have like summertime and then they have burn your face. So where you step outside and essentially die. Yes, that is that is correct. Stepping outside and dying. Yes. Um, if you do not have an air, air conditioned bubble around you, um, you will not live. There shall be no surrender. Speaking of no surrender. Did you even know Norway had a navy? Yes, I did know Norway had a navy, and ironically, uh, they were some of like the fiercest fighters in World War II. Were they really? They really were. It's like them and the Finns were, uh, you know, the Finnish mm-hmm. were were just ridiculously brutal in their engagements against the Soviet Union before the war, mm-hmm. and then the Nazis during World War II. I mean, they they just killed people by the hundreds of thousands. So Norway The army is very effective. I can't speak intelligently to how effective the navy is, especially after reading this article. Yeah, I was about to say, so the Norwegian navy is finished. Ba-dum-bum. Um I say that because a Norwegian frigate has pretty much completely sunk. It's almost sunk. The only thing that's out of the water now is the telecommun is the communications tower at the top of the ship. Um, that's the only thing above water. You see, it ran into an oil tanker, and the oil tanker has no problem, no scratches, no dings, no nothing. But it decided to sink, <laughs> and then what? It sunk halfway. And then after it sunk halfway, it uh, also decided to break and snap its ties and sink the other half. And I think that is the entire fleet. Yes, Dad. I I believe that's the entire fleet. I also believe that Matt Holloway's screen froze because his face is in an awkward position, and that's hilarious. Somebody please take a screenshot of that. (sighs) So for me, uh uh-oh. Looks like he's gone. Everybody say bye to him. (laughs) All right. Let me see here. So for me, with everything that's going on with the uh, Norwegian naval frigate, oh, my goodness. I can't believe the hilarity that happened with that. (gasps) Are we back? Are you back? Yes, I'm back. Sorry. Oh, uh, good. My sky crashed. That's okay. Your Skype crashed. Things happen. Oh, it's it's only live, you know. Not not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. <laughs> you still with me? <laughs> yeah, switching cameras. Hang on. Uh-oh, uh-oh. All right. So let me see here. Yeah, apparently with a frigate and what had happened, um, it went through. Um, And after it went through and everything else, it decided to... Wow, they decided to to- they they decided to put some tow lines in on this frigate um, to try and keep it afloat, and then the tow lines and anchor lines decided also to just break. So yeah, I don't think uh, they're gonna have uh, um, anything going on anymore. Yeah, no, they had a very limited fleet to begin with. I mean, granted, a very small area that they're kind of geographically responsible for. Mm-hmm. But when you only have a couple of frigates, mm-hmm. and I do mean a couple, I think it's like three. Yeah, and then you 
accidentally get one rammed by a civilian vessel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's gonna that's gonna set you back as far as your operational capacity. Oh yeah, it'll it'll set you back quite a bit. Um, and by quite a bit, I mean a a huge, terrible, horrible amount. Um, see, this one in particular was actually play uh, manned by NATO. Um, and that's another issue altogether. That is a complete issue altogether. I, I don't know exactly why they would do that, but um, apparently NATO has a frigate in Norway. Well, you see, what I think it is, Stephen, is I think they weren't contributing enough. And as a result, their frigate just, just sank right into the water. Just So what you're, call- what you're saying is this is sabotage. No, I, I think it's a poor upkeep. Poor upkeep? Well, that's, uh, that's... Well, the fact that they rammed into a tanker and then they sank uh, kind of tells me that their radar was off. The the other piece of it that's really fascinating is the tanker was apparently undamaged. Yeah, completely undamaged. Um, I know that's, I, that, I, that's like when a big rig rolls over a Mazda. <laughs> it's just gone. But Mazdas are made out of paper mache. There's a big difference. This is a de- <laughs> and the frigate is now at the bottom of the fjord. So yeah. Oh my goodness! My goodness! <laughs> You know what was really funny is uh, that Lori, Lori D, um, one of our jackholes over at the Jackhole Nation for Mojo Five O. Um, By the way, I love the fact that Mojo fans are called jackholes. That's amazing. Isn't that great? Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. It's so good. But so apparently, she decided to try and uh, buzz in while while I was talking to you over Skype. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like right. So, after so maybe got, there's a good chance that Lori actually kicked me off of Skype. I think Lori kicked you off of Skype. We're gonna go with that, Lori. You kicked wow, you kicked my guest off of Skype. That's aggressive. What's wrong with you, Lori? <laughs> and I believe she would too. I really do. <laughs> Lori she, enjoys being on your show so much. She would aggressively knock me off. I don't know if she enjoys being on my show. I mean, she has to get drunk to do it. Really? <laughs> well, I'm whacked up on Benadryl and Hall's cough drops if that's close enough. Well, I can't say too much then. Ah, yeah, we got a we got Diana, a friend of mine listening on DOAE. She she's complaining that she has a Mazda. Diana, I know you have a Mazda. That's why I said it. Oh, <laughs> see, we're tar- <laughs> we're targeting people directly on that one. Uh, so there are so many issues with this. So many issues. Um, and what I don't, what I mean is, uh, you know, multiple issues with having you on and, uh, having your, your Skype drop out on me and, you know, no, I'm just joking. No. Um, what I really mean is, uh, NATO, why are you controlling Nor- Norway's Navy? I'm just going to leave it there. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. Hold on. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Yay, commercial Yeah, that was rough. (laughs) That was rough. Oh, you know what? It's okay. It is okay. Well, you mentioned before how I have like a multi-computer setup. There's a reason for that. Uh This laptop is as old as my firstborn. Mm. It's a five-year-old Lenovo. And I was running running the video streams on Mojo, 
and Defenders at the same time while I was running Skype, uh, Skype rather, and all three crapped out at the same time. I went, oh god! So now I've got my my chats open on my desktop over here. So if nice. you're chatting in uh, Defenders or in Mojo, I can see you. Yes, so he can see. I can I can see you talking smack about me. That's our <laughs> Watson. <laughs> yeah, Watson. I'm I'm looking at you, man. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, um, Erica, come on. Two of the last four guests that I had on the show were impaired. Yes, technically, but not because I willed it. Not because I willed it. They decided to be impaired before they got on my show. That's their fault. And Erica, with all due respect, it's not like I haven't done a hollow net show on Benadryl before. I mean, uh, I have some severe allergy issues. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, he does have some severe, severe allergy issues, but that's okay. That's all right. We're not going to hold that against him, are we, people? No. It's not good. Not good at all. Oh, Watson. Watson wasn't impaired. That's right. You were one of the four that was not impaired. Good job, Watson. Oh, by the way, so speaking of unimpaired guests, um, coming next Saturday, if you guys could see this, the author of The Assault on Freedom um in america his name is mac taylor he's a good friend of that guy jonathan dunn um i say i say good friend because if you couldn't read it when i put the book up jonathan dunn wrote the foreword for it awesome so a really good friend of jonathan dunn uh this guy also did an interview on watson prunier's show last week um and i decided i should get a get a crack at him so well, you know, if somebody comes along with the Jonathan Dunn seal of approval, that's pretty powerful for Steven or myself because uh, we're I, – I don't know. Um, I, I've always considered Jonathan a bit of a mentor. I don't know what your relationship with him was like, but he, he basically brought me into podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's great, and uh, so I, I trust his word when he thinks uh, when he says something about somebody. All right, we got yeah, um, for sure. 10 seconds, and we'll kick back over. And we're back. Yes, indeed. As always, you're listening to the Defenders of American Exceptionalism. Tonight with me, I have Matt Holloway from The Hollow Net. You can find him at uh, thehollownet.com. Or yes, sir. Hollownet.com. Is it Hollow Net? Or the the Hollow Net. Thehollownet.com. I had it right the first time. Yes. Yep. Yep. Right. Find me anywhere uh, great podcasts are found, uh, mm-hmm. iHeartMedia. All that fun stuff. Uh, by the way, you can also find my written content now on doaeshow.com. Uh, <gasps> what? Yes, yes. Huh? Uh, same, shameless uh, self-plug there. Uh, but yes, I, I have started contributing my written work there as well. So if you want to see <laughs> that stuff, doaeshow.com. Search for Matt Holloway. It's there. And um, we also have a couple new contributors as well. They've been posting up. Uh, so you have some competition there on the written word. Be nice to know. All right. So um, let's talk about Amazon. I like Amazon. Do you like Amazon? 
Amazon Prime's pretty cool. I mean, um, it, I cut the cord on like Dish and DirecTV such a long time ago; it's ridiculous. So I have pretty much every major streaming service, including CRTV and The Blaze, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. a rule. So pretty happy with them for the most part. Not particularly happy with their interactions with the state of New York, but yeah, or or Washington D.C. But you know, I'm extremely surprised that something vaguely intelligent actually came out of the gaping maw of Alexa- sorry, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So am I. So am I. Yeah. It, it just goes to show you even a busted watch is right twice a day. Exactly, exactly. So um, a couple things that I wanted to point out. Um, multi-billion dollar incentives, including tax credits that span over 15-year periods, um, were were given and offered to both sites of uh, the new H two for Amazon, um, and this was a government given grant. So what this means is that the government is buying a company to come in to their state. And they're they're doing it at the expense of every other person and every other company that is in that state. I really wish this was a new or unique thing, though. But it, it, I know, I know it's not, and I know this whole idea, whole idea of them shopping around for the best headquarters for their stuff is is uh, is a whole thing that every major corporation does. But this is what people will point to when they say capitalism is bad. And this is not capitalism. No, this is definitely crony capitalism. This is cronyism and backroom deals at its very worst. I mean, this is the type of stuff that would make, you know, J.G. Rockefeller blush. I mean, this the stuff that in, in the old days of the robber barons, quote unquote, uh, you know, the left calls them robber barons. The right, we call them entrepreneurs and industrial tycoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we credit them with building this nation. They They excoriate them for enslaving the populace you know i would depends on your I mean, point of view i guess nation whatever they didn't do that it's not like they built the railroad system you know cheaper faster better it's not like but, the, but, but this kind of hand in glove stuff like mm-hmm. i said even, even back in those days would give people pause and even here in arizona i've seen this kind of thing before i mean you look back historically here in arizona the nfl and uh cardinal stadium in the city of glendale which mm. Somebody had to have been severely impaired, uh, as we've been referencing in today's chats, uh, in order to have signed that deal. Uh, You also have Motorola, Intel, other big companies that have come to the Valley here that have gotten these sweetheart deals from the state of Arizona, city of Phoenix, cities of Mesa, Tempe. And it's, it's not weird. But what we're seeing from this Amazon deal is just a particular brand of largesse. Mm-hmm. I mean, where it is just so astronomically huge yeah. that it just slaps you in the face. Yeah, not only do you have multi-billions of dollars in tax credits and incentives and other things and uh, foregoing of taxes over years and years, which means that the state that this is going in, that these are going into, aren't actually getting money from this company. They're, they're literally paying this company to come and be in there. And that's, that's the whole deal for them. That's it. 
And this is another case um, where, you know, typically small government folks, we decry when the government picks winners. So this is a definite case of the of the government picking a winner. Uh, I'm taking a look at the Daily Wire story. I'm, I'm sure you're going to have links to it somewhere. Oh, yeah. But they're going to receive the direct incentive of $1.525 billion for creating 25,000 jobs or an average of $61,000 per job created, <clears throat> as the New York Times reports. Yeah. Um, not only are they going to do that, but you're also going to get a point in, t- uh, a point in way where the um, – because they're setting up so close to D.C., um, one of the incentives that they get from being so close to D.C. is that they're actually going to be given a heads up. If there's ever going to be – if there's ever a federal investigation or anything like that into the company, into anything that's going on to the, into their business, they're going to get a heads up in advance. To let them know, hey, clean this up. You know? <laughs> and I mean, it's so much easier to lobby to Congress when you're sitting right when you're next building to them. next door, you know, right. It's like, oh, you just want me to stop building this and, uh, you know, move out. I mean, I can. <laughs> and, and what will it take to make this go away? I, uh, yes, yes. I mean, for years, is this uh, this is such uh, big, bad things. Uh, we need this go away. Can we make it go away? In my country, we call this bribe. 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 Maybe <laughs> bribing. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. Um. So, and yes, we mentioned earlier that uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez actually was was half right about the situation, uh, about the fact that she doesn't like them in doing what they're doing, um, especially in New York. So she's saying that the community response is outraged. That's where she's wrong. Because the, the community response is, woo, jobs. Yeah, the community response is going to be, oh, great, jobs in a company I can pretty much take to the bank. Yay. Um, now, I, I, grew, I grew up in a very small town um, called Carteret, New Jersey, population 27,000, four and a half square miles deep in the Rust Belt. This is a blue city, okay? Yeah. And I grew up as a Republican in that town, man. Tough room. Mm. But- they recently, in last uh, last decade here, they opened up an Amazon cross dock, and Amazon has proven to be <clears throat> deeply involved. Like, uh, I don't know, you ever witness like a, a calf or or a foal getting delivered, like that deep, where we're talking like shoulder deep involved in the local politics. Yeah, and I just saw on my hometown's uh, Facebook page. Amazon's going into the schools and actually doing things with the schools and they're going into the city council and they're doing things with the city council. Mm -hmm. They're making huge community sponsorships and that's how they get this level of involvement with the government. That's, that's the flip side of the coin. So that's what the community sees. The community sees Amazon being a good, uh, civic partner and being a good corporate citizen. Yep. As it were. And, more often than not, they're willing to look the other way on something like this, which right. is all the more reason you need to point at it and call it out for what it is, crony capitalism and the government picking winners and losers. Yeah, exactly. And so here's where uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was correct. Um, she said, Amazon is a billion-dollar company. Actually, that's trillion-dollar now. Um, the idea that it will receive hundreds of millions of dollars, actually billions, <laughs> 
in tax breaks at a time when our subway is crumbling and our community needs more investment, not less, is extremely concerning to the residents here. Once again, take out that last little portion, uh, extremely concerning to the residents. And uh, yeah, yeah, the government could be spending its money on fixing fixing the problems that it created, but instead they're going to invest it in a company that's going to provide jobs, which, you know, that's all the people will see. Government's job to invest in infrastructure, not in companies. Right. If the company wants to go there, it's the government's job to get the taxes out of the way to make them want to go. We will be right back. Commercial break. So... I know it's commercial break, and you know normally we're just going to be reading some silly stuff. But um, you have a you you have a really good point um, that I want that I want to bring up. You told me about this earlier, and you you're saying that because uh, I was giving you the ideas of what's been going on, the backroom deals, and everything else with uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and um, you compared her to Paris Hilton, which didn't make sense until you broke it down. I- explain this. Paris Hilton um, is an extraordinarily astute and intelligent businesswoman because over the course of a couple of decades, she spent billions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of hours convincing the American people that she is an idiot and making millions upon hundreds of millions of dollars in the process, investing it very, very wisely and actually increasing hers and her family's wealth in the process. But mm-hmm. in her in her business deals that are not publicized, she's actually very, very astute, very shrewd. There's actually a write-up on it in HuffPo, of all places, back in 2007. It says, Paris Hilton is better at PR and marketing than Howard Rubenstein and Richard Johnson put together. It's mm. also another piece uh, on wait, wait, Vice, wait, wait. broadly.vice.com wait, 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 that wait, wait, says... Wait, wait. Howard Rubenstein, who's that? Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> The name, the nameless people who you don't hear of behind marketing that tell you what to buy. Right. Uh, and broadly, uh, vice.com said, this is how Paris Hilton fooled the entire United States of America through the power of a fake baby boy, baby voice. Paris Hilton launched a business empire, invented reality TV stardom and disrupted American culture years before Facebook or the Kardashians. Mm. You see. She turned that kind of like uh, Kim, I guess you'd have to say, kind of like Kim in that way. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Kim, but my Kim whole, like my whole comparison, version. my whole comparison to Ocasio Cortez mm-hmm. is, despite just the worst sound bites in recorded history of politics, and some great memes. Oh man! Some oh, some memes. fantastic memes. And it's just going to get better the longer she's in office. I mean, oh, yeah. this woman is talk radio gold. Mm-hmm. Um. She has actually proven herself very astute and very shrewd at pulling the levers of power and getting involved with the right movers and shakers in Washington, D.C. It's like three different bells. It's It's, well, yeah, well deserved. Well deserved.
All right. We're back. This is Defenders of American Exceptionalism. We are live. We have with me in the studios, Matt Holloway. Actually, not in the studios. He's via Skype. I don't actually have a studio, so... Mm. Or Skype, if you were listening earlier and uh, you caught me stumbling on my words. Well, no, that... I am not that hammered. Uh, I just took Benadryl before I got on. <laughs> <laughs> He's not really that bad off. Not that bad off. Anyway, um, wow, that that could work so in so many levels. <laughs> oh, God, what was it that uh, Rosie O'Donnell and, or uh, Roseanne Barr said she took? And that was why she made those tweets? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, got it. Somebody in the chat answer that. Find that out. Uh, yeah, somebody else figure that out because I really don't remember. There's like, there like some sleep medication mm-hmm, or something. something. Oh, something. she took Ambien. That was it. Ambien? Okay. Yeah, she took some yeah, Ambien no. and she was Ambien and tweeting. You don't tweet and Ambien at the same time. It's never a good idea. No, oh. but I can talk to and drill at the same time, so there you go. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Um... Speaking of tweeting at Ambien, uh, Representative Eric Swalwell of California. Oh, God, I love this one. Oh, it's so good, right? So back in May, he made a, a, a whole litany of, uh, of, of tweets and suggestions talking about gun control and, you know, hey, we're not coming to get your guns, you know, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, there's been an update. Um, he is now as sarcasm suggested things like, well, if the government just decide, if you don't want to take your, if you don't want us taking your guns, the government could just decide to use a nuke. Yeah. So, so the exact quote here, there's an exchange between Joe Biggs and and Rep Swalwell, Mm -hmm. which God, that's a, that's an awesome name. Joe Swalwell. Swalwell, yeah, it's. Oh man, make make sure you take your enunciation and diction classes before you uh, read a quote from him. Swalwell, your your what? So classes? Joe Biggs tweets, diction. Just saying. So so Joe Biggs tweets. So basically, Rep Swalwell wants a war because that's what you would get. You're out of your effing mind if you think I'll give up my rights and give the government all the power mm-hmm. rep swalwell replies and it would be a short war my friend the government has nukes too many of them but they're legit hashtag legit nukes uh i'm sure if we talked we could find common ground to protect our families and communities so is the insinuation here that if there was a a pro second amendment public uprising if right. there was a public insurrection in support of the constitution mm-hmm. that the federal government would nuke the populace oh that sounds like a really good idea and this continues that- on so so our government would nuke its own country in order to take guns wow oh we need to get the soundbite from independence day <laughs> nuke let's nuke the bastards exactly and then uh this is uh, and then they eric. nuked houston if i'm not mistaken it's it it's it here's uh here's eric's response uh don't be so dramatic you're claiming you need a gun to protect yourself against the government is ludicrous but you yeah, seem like happened. a reasonable person if an assault weapons ban happens i'm sure you'll follow the law no not so much really no 
Not really. Uh, and that's actually going to lead us into one of our next stories yeah. about a uh, law enforcement official who's basically said he's not going to. Yeah. So here's the thing with that. Um, you see, Second Amendment is under assault in Washington state um, now. They they passed an amendment. Sixty percent of the people voted for a uh, for an amendment called Initiative 1639, which raises the age limit for some gun purchases. Uh it has uh, safe storage provisions that can lead criminal charges if a gun owner allows someone not authorized to access the gun to use it. If it's displayed incorrectly, that could be a criminal charge. Um, enhanced background checks and everything else. And that's for anything, anything, including a semi-automatic rifle, which includes a twenty-two. Which is in, you know, most of flyover country known as a squirrel rifle. And because that's really about all you're taking you. out with it. Yeah. I mean, it can hurt you if you're literally standing next to the barrel of the gun. But if you're I, any, I don't if you're recall any real distance away, I mean, there was a president who actually got uh, an assassination attempt with a 22 and then subsequently gave the speech afterwards before seeking medical attention. I, I think that was actually Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, and I, he said, "I believe he referenced it in the speech, and he said it takes more than that to take down a bull moose." Oh gosh! Speaking of bull moose, uh, he was the first progressive guys, or one of the first Republican progressive. Remember, they're in both parties. All right, so Lauren Culp, the police chief of the uh, of uh, of a town called Republic. God, that's appropriate. That is so nice. Police chief of a town called Republic, which is a small town in the northeastern Washington area, uh, took to Facebook last week to inform his citizens. Wow, his name is Lauren. Anyway, so to inform his citizens <laughs> that he could will be worse, could have been Carl. That that's true. Um, that he will not enforce Initiative sixteen thirty nine in his town, which the voters of Republic overwhelmingly rejected. Good for you. Slow clap. He quotes, I've taken three public oaths, one in the U.S. Army and two as a police officer. All of them included upholding and defending the Constitution of the United States of America. The Second Amendment says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. As long as I am chief of police, no Republic police officer will infringe on a citizen's right to keep and bear arms Period. All caps. Mm-hmm. You see, um, according to KXLY, 73% of the voters in Republic voted against Initiative 1639. Um, in an interview, uh, Culp said that he believes Initiative 1639 completely flies in the face of both the U.S. and its state constitution. I mean, bravo, sir. Absolutely. I, I mean, Bravo. what you what you hope doesn't happen is like you hope the state AG doesn't come into that town swinging hammer. And if they do, I mean, be ready. We we need to start like a GoFundMe for this guy's legal defense. <laughs> I mean, he, well, here's the thing. Technically, he's in the right. Technically, yes, but he's also in the territory of the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals. So being in the right. You in mean the, the, most overturned, the most overturned court of appeals ever in the land? Uh, yes, but still, when the appeals process can take half a decade sometimes. 
Yeah, but not in this day and age. I mean, something like this, you get a you get a you get a, a, a police chief of even if it's a small town, and he's he's protecting the Constitution and the Second Amendment. This becomes a big case. But this is why you know alternative media resources like us, um, also people who just pay attention to this in general. You know, the Mojo Five O Five O Jackals. Holonet operatives and uh, defenders, shield bearers. Mm-hmm. This is one we definitely need to keep on our radar, yeah, collectively we, we speaking. Definitely, definitely have to keep this uh, uh, up in our eyes and make sure that we're up in, uh, up in arms on this one. Um, not so that we could, <sighs> not to take arms, but to stand and defend. If you understand Absolutely. what I mean, to um, bring attention to it. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that people understand and people see what's really going on. You have a you, and if this guy who's uh, this police chief, if bad things happen to him because of this stance and because of his public oaths that he's presented, um, I gotta say that's that's government overreach. That's <laughs> that's the government literally coming in and squashing. Um, Truth. It's well, squashing, you have to remember, it's squashing uh, what what makes America exceptional. You have to remember Washington State, though. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is right Washington there. State, so I mean, it, it's gonna be. He's he's got an uphill battle ahead of him, <clears throat> and he's got powers and principalities arrayed against him, without doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. By the way, yeah, that's that's a great idea, Jules. <sighs> Go to his Facebook page. It's um, uh, he posted the the original thing on Republic Police WA. Um, so Republic Police WA. Um, go there, find him, show him some love. Make sure that he knows that he has the support of everyone across the United States, not just the people of uh, of the town of Republic. Um, which once again, that is a great freaking name, guys. Good job. Whoever came with that, good job. Uh oh, uh oh, Matt, what are you doing? Sorry, typing. <laughs> what are you? Oh, I know who you're talking, uh, typing to. You're typing to Erica, aren't you? Yes, of course, I'm typing to Erica. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, I I did want to just add this to you know total unrelated mm. squirrel moment. Yeah. Uh, there's a city out there, Liberal Kansas, conservative it, as hell. It's called Liberal Kansas. Liberal Kansas, one of the most conservative cities ever. That is amazing. How does, yeah, that, how does that work? Republic Washington and Liberal Kansas, both extremely conservative. I love Wonderful, it. great things. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people on Twitters and everything else going off on it. Oh, on the man. tweets. On the tweets. Lovely, lovely stuff. <sighs> i tell you what, that's... Swalwell really did, it really did burn me, the fact that he's, sorry, the fact that he's pulling out the nuke card, just like, on a tweet conversation. And I I think Joe Walsh pegged it pretty well, and I don't agree with Joe Walsh on everything, because, you know, he's, he's pretty, I don't know, is he never Trump? I don't know. Joe Walsh, I I don't don't know, I I don't know about anybody, like, when you're talking about any personality, I don't know. But he said, he says, Eric, I get that your use of nukes was nukes. sarcasm. And yep, Twitter doesn't do nuance. 
Yeah, uh, social media in general doesn't really do nuance, Joe. Uh, but understand how many of us gun-clinging Americans recoil mm. at the uh, word confiscation and will do whatever we have to do to defend our guns against a government that would take them thanks. Yeah, because I, I think the insinuation that the government would actually nuke its own people is pretty laughable. But the the, the insinuation that the government would u- use military force in order to confiscate firearms that's not because it's been done historically over and over and over again around the world. And here. so it is a real threat. And here, yes. I mean, if you don't think, okay, everybody's complaining about it, but if you don't think that America has done some horrible, horrible crap to its to its populace, just look at all the times where the most progressive presidents have been in stock. We'll be right back after this. Stick around. You said stick around, but the S did not come into the sound. Really? So all it sounded was, stick around. <laughs> I wonder how many times I hear that on my show. How, how often am I telling people, we're going to take a quick break, dick around. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, this is definitely possible. It, it is highly possible, but I think what it actually is, it was the, um, it's Skype. I think it's Skype. Skype is messing with you. Um, because what, what happens with, with our transmission here is when I talk, if I talk and it's just like a ha- and you, you try to come in a half a second early before I finish, it cuts whatever you're saying off. Ah. Uh, yeah, so. Well, well, hopefully this isn't the one that Ron's going to listen to. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Ron listens to, like, none of them. It's okay. He, he listened to our first couple shows. <laughs> And uh, he checks in every now and again, like for five minutes. But yeah, I, I I was talking to Matt and Ron about uh you know seeing what we can do, and he said he'd listen to a couple. And I'm like yeah, you know I I just fiendishly name drop DOAE show. <laughs> like yeah, roll with those dudes. They're my bros. Yeah, those are good guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's it's funny because we're them's, really we're really not that big at all. Them, them's me brothers. Them's your bros. Them's your bros. Oh, speaking of uh, speaking of them's being bros, um, if you guys are actually looking for for a new job and you're trying to buffer your um, buffer your resume, it's a good idea to get new skills. One of the ways you can do that: go to Skillshare. Um, and if you go to Skillshare and you use the promo code DOAE Show 2 MO, you can get two months for free. Nice. Yeah. Telling you guys. Because my, my production skills are pretty sad, so I should probably check that out. You should check that out. That, that'd be a really good idea. Why don't you check that out? Get some better production or, skills. Or I, or I need to hire a producer, but I'm cheap, so. Yeah, well, I'm also very expensive. Ha! <laughs> <sighs> I wish so that was I know, true. I wish that I, was true. <laughs> yeah, really. No, I know we're not really going to hit it on this show, but I'm I I've been reviewing it and I definitely have to do the uh the vote of no confidence thing tomorrow on the Hollow Net. So, 
if you guys want to check that out, uh, that'll be on the Holonet tomorrow. I've got to address talking about uh, Britain. Yeah, Theresa May. She's in the fight of her life. <sighs> Theresa May. Poor Theresa May. Mm-mm-mm. That's that's terrible stuff. That's something we're not going to talk about tonight. If you, want to know, if you want to know about Theresa May and everything else that's going on, go check out Holonet. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll find out everything there. It'll, he'll be on Facebook. Uh, he'll do his own video cast. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash Holonet, or you can go to theholonet.com. He is there. And you can check out his written word over on our site, doeshow.com. Isn't that nice? It's pretty. It's good times. It's pretty. He's pretty. He's so pretty. Oh, yeah, by the way, when you go to DOA's show, please go check out our shop. If you check out our shop, you can uh, do things like get this wonderful mug uh, or the other wonderful mug that has the same logo as my shirt. Or you can get the eagle. Or you can get my shirt. Um, not my shirt, but the shirt that I'm wearing. <laughs> not, not the exact shirt I'm wearing, but uh, a, a copy of the shirt I'm wearing, um, which is great. And don't forget, when you do go over to, uh, to a Duoio show, you go to there and uh, you can become a defender with us. It's $5 a month or $50 a year. And if you do sign up, you can get this shirt. Or the hashtag, I see what you did there, t-shirt, for free. It's good times. Anyway, back to the news of the day. Check it out. The Saudi crown prince, it has been confirmed. He was the one who ordered the killing of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi. This from the if you look at If you look at this story online, I mean, they picked the perfect picture. I, I want to, like shake hands with the photo editor at the blaze that did this because he looks like he's in the principal's office. <laughs> he, he's got, he's got like his hands are folded. Down. He's looking down. He's like, like he I'm looks like ball. he just got balled out by the president. <laughs> You're right. That's actually, he, that's, he that's really it. does. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's true. He does. So uh, a CIA investigation has finally concluded. And they've concluded that uh, the Saudi crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, ordered the killing of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi, who was killed in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, Turkey, uh, in early October. The officials, with knowledge of the investigation, told the Washington Post. Man, WAPO is getting getting some big hits. Yeah, and Mr. Khashoggi really did demonstrate that you can't go back to Constantinople. Oh. Is Constantinople is Istanbul. Istanbul is Constantinople. Go to Constantinople, not Istanbul. Ah, well, you know, it's nobody's business but the Turks. Anyway, the CIA made it. <laughs> Don't assessment. tell that to Chink Oiger. Oh gosh, he's got a chink in his armor. All right. Oh, the CIA made its assessment with high confidence that uh, the fifteen Saudi agent agents who flew on government aircrafts to Istanbul, were acting on Mohammed's orders, despite denials from Saudi Arabia and the Crown Prince that they had involvement at all. Sure. So here's some, here's some breakdown of the things. Uh, Mohammed's brother, Khalid bin Salman, uh, called Khashoggi and told him to go to the Saudi consulate in Istanbul to get his documents. So the brother called him to get uh, to tell him that he had to go to the uh, the con- the consulate to get his documents for his uh, from his divorce and all that junk, um, or to marry or whatever he was trying to do. 
the CIA intercepted the call and believed that he was uh, he made it on Muhammad's instructions. The CIA believes that uh, Muhammad is involved in even uh, in even minor affairs in the kingdom. That would be uh, pretty true, considering the whole holding up his brothers and taking all of their crap sort of thing. He sounds like he'd be a bit of a micromanager. A little bit, a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, when he swept in and kind of consolidated his power, he he took control of large swaths of the government, mm-hmm. which were typically somewhat semi-autonomous within the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So th- this is definitely a boss who uh, likes to get into the process. Right. Uh, and by process, uh, he likes to get dirty. Anyway, so Muhammad... Ooh. Uh, reportedly told Bolton and, and the White House advisors, uh, like Jared Kushner, that he felt Khashoggi was a dangerous Islamist who was too sympathetic to the Muslim Brotherhood. So this is very interesting. This is where the Saudi government is trying to paint this as a hit that we ourselves would be okay with might have taken yeah except for we would have taken it because this is an attack on their own citizen which in effect would have been if if it was us doing it it would have been like well hell we we've done that (laughs) that's only during war shush (laughs) or if you're in yemen and happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time oh man thank you president obama don't drone me, bro. Don't drone me, bro. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. This is something that we shouldn't do, and this is something that uh, should not be enforced by American uh, standards. No, no. See, the, the, the Trump administration sanctioned 17 of their people, 15 of which directly involved in the killing in the Saudi consul general in Turkey and a senior advisor to the crown prince. The Saudi government agreed with the U.S. about the 17 people involved, despite the... Uh, despite the disagreement about the crown prince's knowledge or involvement. So what they're saying is the Saudi government was like, yeah, obviously these 17 people were involved, but not the prince. Not and the I wanna prince. And I want to give just a perfect visual illustration of what all that meant. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... that's Bad Saudis, bad, don't do it again. Bad, bad Saudis, don't do it. That's That's all it was, and that's all that will ever come of it. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> so, what does that mean? Um, it means that uh, we're still dealing with Turkey and Saudi Arabia, I guess. And we're just going to continue business as usual as if nothing ever happened. Yeah. That's great. Because, because neither, uh, you know, the Saudi prince nor the president of Turkey... Uh, you know, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, who is actually a legitimate Islamist. Mm-hmm. Not, neither of those are dangerous to get caught in between. Oh, no. No. You know, two two nations and, and two uh, power bases that both have a vested interest in themselves being the uh, unofficial de facto caliphate. Yeah, there, there's no reason we should avoid getting caught between them at all. No, no, no. Actually, you know, we should just pull out. And uh, completely get out of the way. Anyway, so um, there, I wanted to end on a different story than the Saudis, uh, mainly because 
you know, that's, that's really sad. So I decided on hashtag believe all women. And here's what I mean. Oh, I, I love this story. This is so good. Here's the, here's the, here's the headline. A selfie saved a Texas man who was accused of a violent crime. Here's how he did it. <laughs> so a man in Texas was um, basically arrested and put into, put into jail, you know, locked up the entire, the entire deal. He had no clue of what was going on or why, but, you know, he was like, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, but he followed directions and he didn't fight. Well, with the entire deal of what it was going with, all the crimes that they were going to charge him with, um, it was up to 99 years in prison that he would have he would have been uh, pushed through. Comes to find out, um, a former girlfriend from high school told police that he broke <laughs> into her house um, on a very specific day and used a box cutter to slice an X into her chest. Um... She then told the told that he they dated like three years earlier, and that uh, uh, he said that he 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 dated her three years earlier, but he hadn't recalled actually ever contacting her since. So, how did the selfie come into play? Funny you should ask. You see, his mom and he were going on a little trip. Um, you see, she knew that he hadn't done the crime because on that day they were about 65 miles away from the accuser's home in a different place in Austin. Um, not where she was, but in <clears throat> Austin here. And, um, she went through and found out, you know, because they were posted on Facebook and everything else, found pictures that were time stamped and location stamped of her and her son throughout the entire day that they posted on Facebook. Selfies and things of them going through the trip and the adventure. So, luckily for him, Mama kept a selfie. And this is an interesting case where instead of a selfie getting somebody killed, a selfie actually wound up saving someone. Saved their life. So, thanks, government spy tool, for saving my life. Hey, Wiretap. Thanks for saving my life today. The NSA should be proud. I know. I know. They should. Anyway, this has been the Defenders of American Exceptionalism with Matt Holloway on on the side there. You guys have a great night. We will see you again next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment in $22.99 a month. You'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks. Like access to more than 2,000 locations worldwide? Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs? Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse? Mm, nay. 
Uh, sorry. Get the PF Black Card and feel fit-tacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. See Club for details.